0: Coming up today on The Story. I suppose I'd been given more responsibility and in, in focus on the family and learning more skills and I was approached to apply for the role at Reach Beyond. I'd certainly be honest in saying that when I first saw the role, I thought, I can't do this. Really? This is a CEO role. Yeah. How am I going to do all this? But I suppose I, I took a couple of looks at the job description and thought, you know what, I reckon I can make a difference with this role. The Story.
2: G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to the story. Well, Dale Stag is currently the CEO of an international shortwave radio ministry known as Reach Beyond Australia. They broadcast every day to the Asia Pacific region from their antennas located in northwest Australia. Today, we'll hear how Dale came to be the CEO of Reach Beyond, and we'll also hear how, before that, he was a detective, and he also helped to develop a drug-proofing your kids program for Focus on the Family. We'll find out how it all fits together as he has a chat and shares his story with Karen Hunt.
1: Good morning, Dale. Welcome to the program.
0: Morning, Karen. It's good to speak with you.
1: It is. It's good to speak with you again because we did have a work connection uh, with Focus on the Family Australia. Both of us are former staffers there. You're still based in Melbourne, but just tell us how long were you involved at Focus and what was your role at that time when we first connected?
0: Oh, I was at Focus 11 years and enjoyed a, a great time with Focus on the Family and I was the national program manager uh, by the time that I left and uh, yeah that's how we got to meet.
1: It was indeed and I'm also aware before that you were in the police force for quite a while. You've had quite an eclectic background haven't you?
0: Yes and that seems a lifetime away uh, my my (laughs) first career.
1: Tell me were you born and bred in Melbourne or whereabouts did life start for you Dale?
0: Yes born and bred Melbourne Uh, this is where I I grew up and uh, apart from uh, a nine-year stint in uh, uh, the Adelaide Hills uh, yep. now back in Melbourne.
1: Uh-huh. So East Melbourne that's where you're currently based?
0: Uh northeastern suburbs yeah my current uh, ministry role has me uh, in the foothills at the Dandenong Ranges.
1: And Dale what was life like for you when you were just a little boy? What did you enjoy? What were you hoping to do when you grew up?
0: Well, I think I always wanted to do something exciting. I yeah. mean, uh, life growing up was, I suppose, pretty normal. Um, the beach for holidays uh, in the summer and, uh, of course, school for, for most of the year. But um, I can always remember wanting to be either a fireman, a policeman or to fly fighter jets.
1: Is that true? A bit of an adventure man.
0: Yeah, I suppose.
1: Tell me, it was faith? a part of your family culture at that time, or not really? Or? Well,
0: yes and no. I mean, I would say church was part of our, our family. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that faith was. Okay. Um, and it wasn't until later in life that uh, God tapped me on the shoulder and uh, really put it to me as to which side of the fence did I want to be on.
1: So how old were you at that
0: time? Well, I was into, well into my 20s by then. Yeah. Um, I suppose uh, I grew up knowing Well, attending church and married in a church and I suppose for a while knowing all the right answers I suppose about faith in Mm -hmm. a way but uh, not until my late 20s that uh, God really put me on the spot.
1: So what was happening in your life at the time? Were you in the police force then? or
0: No, I'd left the police force by then, was living in uh, the Adelaide Hills uh, or just beyond the Adelaide Hills, a young family growing up in Adelaide really uh, trying to find... Uh, where my life was going to lead me, and I suppose it was uh, through a connection at a local church that, uh, well, I was attending church regularly and yeah. getting involved in church. But uh, I suppose it was that was what was needed to bring me to a point to uh, really make a decision as to uh, putting my faith in in Christ.
1: What was the cruncher? What was the distinctive factor that uh, helped you just to take the next step personally?
0: Uh, you know, I think. Uh, I lived a life of sort of beating around the bush, I suppose, living on the edges, uh, having a foot either side of the fence, as far as uh, having one foot in in the church life, I suppose, and having the other foot in the world. I think it was just simple that probably God got a bit fed up with me and (laughs) just tapped me on the shoulder and said, look, sunshine, I I think it's about time you chose.
1: Was it a gentle tap or a a big elbow nudge?
0: Well, I (laughs) suppose. Uh, that's an that's an interesting question. I suppose I just uh, <laughs> I remember being in church one, one evening and we had a visiting evangelist at church and I think that was just the moment that God chose through his Holy Spirit to uh, grab him by the scruff of the neck and say, the time is now. Yeah. And that was it.
1: Can you describe what difference that made in your family life at the time?
0: Oh, it, it clearly gives you a direction. It gives you a foundation to base your future—not only your future, but your present. On it was certainly a growth—a growth stage for us. It certainly gave me a clear, a clear focus on what I wanted my life and my family's life to be like. It, it reorients your uh, focus on how you parent, the role you play in your marriage. It, it just changes a whole whole stack of things.
1: And how old are your kids now? How many do you have and how old are they?
0: 3 children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 28, 25 and nearly 22. Two girls and a and a boy. Uh, mm-hmm. My son being the youngest.
1: Any grandchildren yet?
0: One grandchild, yeah. and uh, she certainly keeps us on our toes. She's gorgeous. Mm. She's uh, a four-year-old.
1: Four years old. And are they all close within your local Melbourne area?
0: Yes, all living either living with us or, or living very close to home. So, uh, <laughs> no, we haven't been able to empty the nest yet.
1: Nice to have them near.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Tell me your involvement with the police force.
0: Yeah, well, a little over 10 years, and uh, that was all based in Victoria, Uh, five years in the uniform branch and uh, five years in the detectives. Yeah, wouldn't swap it for anything. It was uh, uh, an incredible uh, season of my life.
1: Now, you might remember that my hubby Greg is a former policeman many yeah. years ago. He had his reasons for jumping out of the police force. What was happening for you? What prompted your departure at that time? What was happening in your world?
0: Well, I'd just ticked over 10 years in the service, and I suppose I was getting pretty tired. It was a pretty full on job that I was in, and uh, we had friends in the state that were wanting to grow a business. Uh, and uh, invited us to join them, and we had a well, we had one daughter at the time, um, still not even in school, and so a very young family. And I sort of thought, well, why not give it a go? It was an opportunity that was into the unknown. It was um, a bit of a risk. I was leaving behind a job that I thought well, I thought I was going to be a career copper. Mm-hmm. That that was going to be it. I was. Going to be in the police force for the rest of my working, working life. So I took this uh, incredible plunge to leave that behind, a, a secure job, um, a good situation and uh, left that all behind to try something new.
1: And like we were saying before, Adventure Man, open to the risk. Congratulations.
0: Oh, thanks. <laughs> I was going to make my fame and fortune when I left the police force, but I made neither.
1: No. Tell me, what was the type of
0: business? I was, uh, it was a small export business involved in exporting seafood overseas. And, uh, yeah, it was perhaps a little bit more risky than I, uh, I realised, but it's all worked out okay.
1: Good to hear. But focus on the family came into your world. Tell us, what was the connection to Hook In There?, and what was it like being there for the length of time that you were?
0: Well it was a great time. I mean, obviously being able to uh, be involved in helping families in a whole heap of areas is very rewarding. When I was in Adelaide or in South Australia, I uh, when God tapped me on the shoulder, I ended up at uh, Bible College and yeah. retrained as a counsellor. And after that, worked in drug and alcohol rehabilitation for a, a short time. And it was around that time that I was really seeking the Lord's direction as to, well, where do you want me to head? What do you want me to do? Where Mm -hmm. to now? Mm -hmm. And it was around that time that uh, our church showed the original Dobson video series, the Mm -hmm. Focus on the Family video series. And uh, I started watching these videos and I thought, that's it. That's what I want to do. I want to work for them. Mm. And uh, not long after that, Focus on the Family hosted a pastor's event in Adelaide. And I went to that event armed with my resume and handed it to the Focus staff members there. And, uh, well, as they say, the rest is history.
1: (laughs) Yes. The Drug Proof Your Kids training program That was a key factor in your early stages. Tell us what was your heart and what still is your heart for families and young people?
0: Well, you're right, Karen. The How to Drug Proof Your Kids program was a key factor in me uh, ending up at Focus on the Family. And it's a part of my faith journey as well and how God joins the dots. Mm -hmm. Uh, I still look back on that time um, uh, with wonder in the sense that I had no idea that Focus on the family was about to launch a major program called How to Drug Proof Your Kids.
1: And what a program uh, it is.
0: Yeah, a, a great prevention program to help families steer their kids clear of harmful drug use. And I suppose I ended up without really being aware of it, presented the perfect package of someone that had a police background and mm. had a lot of experience in that area, mm-hmm. seen the effects of drug use firsthand, ended up retraining in, in counselling and then got some experience working in a drug and alcohol rehabilitation facility. So here I am approaching focus on the family who are in the, the throes of launching this incredible program and uh, and I walk in the door.
1: Yeah, meant to be.
0: And so that was a pretty amazing journey when that all kicked off. And as we've said, uh, 11 years then with Focus on the Family, a significant part of that being involved in the prevention programs that uh, Focus on the Family produced.
1: Mm. So as the National Programs Manager at the time, can you share with us a particular story of a family where, you know, faith connected to life and, in essence, just created transformation within that family?
0: Well, I remember one story that's actually quite amusing and, it, and it's to do with the drug prevention program. Uh, a part of that was educating parents, yep. saying to parents, hey, you can do this. You know, you can make a difference. You can you can learn, you can understand what's going on in, in the world of drug use. Uh, and if you want to protect your kids, come along to this program and learn some skills and information. And I think one of the rewarding outcomes of... Uh, uh, running that program was one mum that uh, had come to the program and, and contacted us later and she, one of the kids had brought home some, uh, some marijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I recall the story where mum didn't freak out about that. She would sort of uh, called on some of the principles she'd learned and uh, she didn't freak out. She didn't go on create World War III with her kids. Uh, yeah, it was certainly serious, and, and it was important that she r- resolved the issue. But she uh, she was very creative in that. I remember she somehow arranged what she'd found in a vase on the dining room table. <laughs> yeah. And so when the child came home from school, it was sitting there in the vase. Wow. Really prominent, wow. and uh, it was a great way to raise the subject, mm. to say to the child, I know. What you're doing, Mm -hmm. this is what I found, we need to talk about it. Mm. And uh, I thought just it was just such a creative way for the parent to approach the subject in a really creative way. And what the result was that she enhanced the relationship with her child Mm. on this occasion and really uh, was able to discuss the issue at hand.
2: You're listening to the story. Today, Karen Hunt is chatting with Dale Stagg, who's sharing his life journey. We've just heard the variety of roles he's had over the years, including as a detective and also working with Focus on the Family. Next, we'll find out about his current role as the CEO of an international shortwave radio ministry known as Reach Beyond. That and more when we return. The Story